start from the beginning, but you know his beginning started in that little basket. Remember that? Say. And he wouldn't have been no leader if it hadn't been for his mama. That's how we started this thing. You know, don't thank you all that. No, you need to thank God for your mama. Amen. Say. And we talked about that in his sister. Remember all that? Remember those two women that the king said, go out there and, you know, and they wouldn't kill them babies, would they? No, 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 no. They're not doing any of that. So strong women, strong women. And that's how we started this series. And we've been walking. Moses is the greatest leader of all time, period, just the way it is. Obviously, I'm not comparing him to Jesus. No one compares to Jesus, okay? But I'm talking about a man that's a leader, Moses. Moses, who would lead all those Israelites out of Egypt, go before Pharaoh, deliver all those people? Are you kidding me? Then hang out there with them in the desert like he did. Go talk to God like he did. This is craziness. And now we got him in a bad situation. Here we go. Come on. Here we go. Mo's miracle. Now, if you're here with us now, listen, if you're your first time, you have to talk with me because this will make you remember the message. It's going to be fun for all of us. Here we go. One, two, three. Mo's miracle. And when I ask you to talk with me, say it in some scripture. It'll be good for us. Here we go. Mo's miracle. So what do you do? What do you do when your back's against the wall? All right? Keep going. What do you do when you're between a rock and a hard place? How many ever been there before? Man, I've been a rock and a hard place right there. I'm telling you. What do you do when you're up the creek without the paddle? Paddle ain't there. I lost the paddle. Don't got me no paddle no more. What do you do when you up a tree without a ladder? Whoo, mercy. What do you do? What do you do, man? Come on. What do you do when you done painted yourself into a corner? Come on, let's take a quick poll. How many ever painted themselves in a corner? You were painting sometime you couldn't get out. Can I see your hand? There's a couple of you that's being honest. Here we go. That's funny right there. Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you do when you're in a pinch or... In a pickle. What do you do, man? You in a jam. Come on. What do you do? When you behind the eight ball, y'all are wondering, how more, many more of these does he have? <laughs> Come on. This is what I'm familiar with in the country. What do you do when your butt's in a sling? No picture here. No picture here. No picture here. No picture. I don't know what that means. When your butt's in a sling, I have no idea what that means. But I just know in the South is something we say. How many Northerners will say we say it too? Can I see your hand? There's a few of you. How many Northerners do you say you never heard of such a thing? There you go. I know I'm odd. I'm odd. I'm odd. He's like, yeah, you are. Here we go. Where do you go when there's no more highway? No more highway. What do you do when it's the end of the road, Jack? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you're caught between the Egyptians and the Red Sea? What do you do? What do you do? That's, we're talking about leadership today. Momentum in leadership. We've been building the case for leadership this whole series. So what do you do? When you can do nothing. What do you do when you can't do anything? See, leaders lead. That's what leaders do. 
But what do you do when you're the leader? You can't do anything. That's what we're going to talk about today. Amen? And we're going to be in the Bible. You know what you need? Say it with me loud. One, two, three. You need a what? Can we say it one more time loud? You need a what? You ever needed a miracle? I'm not talking about the kind you get off from the TV preachers. I'm talking about real-life miracles. Most real-life miracles that I have found are somehow related to pain and struggle. Not another new car. You understand? Say. Or, or even more money in the bank. Or winning the lottery. Most miracles that I have found in my life or in the lives of real people have been miracles because they couldn't do anything. And God showed up. Amen? So that's what we're talking about today. Now we're going to be in the Bible. We're going to learn about Moses. But we're going we're gonna to learn about us too. That's the plan here. You need a miracle. You need a God thing. Amen? You don't just need a good thing. I need a God thing. If anything's going to help, it's going to be God. Amen? It's got to just happen. There's nothing else we can do. Something you can't do. Something I can't do. Okay? We need a miracle. All right? Now, something I came up with. I like this little quote. I'm going to be famous one day. I'm telling you. Here we go. Say it with me. If I'm going to get through it, he'll have to. Say it with me louder. If I'm going to get through it, he'll have to. One more time because it'll help you. If I'm going to get through it, then he'll have to. Amen. We're talking about I need a miracle. I need, you, might, you might not be there today. You might not be in a spot. But if you're like most folk, you're going to be there. And you're going to need God to show up. You just can't do it. So, let's look at it. Mose, miracle. Let's go to the Scriptures. See what we can find. How did he do it? What did God say? What can we learn? And then how can we do it? Be that kind of leader and see God move in our life and in our situation. And the Lord spoke to Moses. We didn't go over Pharaoh and the let my people go and all the plagues and everything. I can't do it all, okay? But it happened, trust me, okay? Now, the people are free. The people are let go. Now he's got his hands full. He's got his hands full. Now what? i got all these crazy people, okay? A couple of million of them. Are you kidding me? It's nuts. The Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before, before Pierah, just we'll call it that, between Migdal and the sea, over against Belzephon. Before it shall you encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, say it with me, they are entangled in the land. Keep reading. And the wilderness has shut them in. We got them now. They can't do nothing. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, God speaking, that he shall follow after them. And a very unusual word here. And I will be what? 
honored. That's just unusual. I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Next week, my brother Terry's speaking. The subject is, can God trust you with trouble? Can God trust you with trouble? Have you ever thought that the fact that the trouble you're in, God wants to get Himself some glory? And that's why you can't do nothing? Say, that's the situation here. He's going to get Him some honor. Is that what He said? I'm going to be honored. Crazy situation. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this? That we've let Israel go from serving us. And he made ready his chariot. And he took his people with him. His warriors. He took 600 chosen chariots. Can you imagine such a thing? And all the chariots of Egypt. And captains, captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army. And he overtook them encamping by the what? Beside Peoroth. Before, before Belzephon. So here they are. Now, we're talking... Don't, don't, don't let me put you to sleep, okay? If you're asleep, somebody's asleep. Even if you don't know them, punch them. Here we go. Go ahead. No, don't do that. I don't want a fight to break out. Here we go. There's two responses when you can do nothing. There's, t- there's really only two responses when you can't do anything. Okay? So you might say, well, I can't understand. There's only two. How hard is this? Okay? Let's start with the first one. You're between a rock and a hard place. you in a jam. Got it? I can't do anything. If I'm going to get through it, God's going to have to do it. There's only two responses. There's only two. And let's look at the first one. Here it is, a natural response. A natural response. You're in a bad situation, horrific. And guys, I could go down the list... I'm not going to take the time. How many have just been through some horrific hardship in your life? Let me see your hand. Some pain, some rough, 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 rough mess. Okay? You got my drift, right? Two responses. Let's look at response number one. A natural response. Say that with me. A natural response. What does that mean? Natural. It's only natural. Only natural for... It's a natural thing for people to respond this way. Here it is. When Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched upon them. Can you imagine such a sea's right here behind? You can't go nowhere. Here comes Pharaoh's army. You see the dust. Way out. Looks like a little uh, tornado way back there. All those chariots are coming. You can do nothing. They marched after them. And they were sore afraid. Normal. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Keep looking. So, a natural response. Say it with me. Number one, they were what? That's natural. That's natural. That's natural. They're afraid. 
They cried out to the Lord. Help! Help! I've never, I mean, people that don't know Jesus at all, you get them in a rough place, they'll be crying to somebody. You know what I'm saying? They will. Natural. Here we go. Look at this, though. This is still natural. Just natural. Keep looking. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away? You weren't happy because there wasn't a big graveyard of us in Egypt? Have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? You just brought us out here because you want to have a big old graveyard in the desert because they want one? Wherefore hast you dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? They blame in Moses. Is not this the word that we did tell you in Egypt? Didn't we tell you back then? We don't want to be free. We like it here. We like being slaves and mistreated, our women raped and abused. Didn't we tell you? Leave us alone. Don't help us. Didn't we tell you it would be better to serve the Egyptians? Better for us to serve the Egyptians that we should die in the wilderness? Do you know how stupid we get when we're up the creek without a paddle, when, we, when we're between a rock and a hard place? It, we blame, we blame God. That's the stupidest thing we ever do. We blame other people for our own problems. Yes or no? Yes or no? We blame other people for our own mess that we made. Amen. We're just looking at the natural. Oh, by the way, this is not leadership. Yes or no? Amen? Say. The natural response is not leadership. They cried. It's natural. They feared. It's natural. They blamed Moses. Natural. You took us here to die. Did Moses take them there to die? Yes or no? No. Did Moses even really want to do this? No. He certainly didn't say, okay, God, we'll take about with all of them die in the desert. Are you kidding me? You did this to us? Did Moses do it to them, yes or no? No. All blame. We told you this would happen. Bull. You let people get in problems, mess. You hear the wildest, craziest thing out of their mouth. You think, oh, my God, these people are stupid. These people are crazy. I do a lot of counseling. I need to do less, okay? But I have heard the craziest things. Amen? Because when people are between a rock and a hard place, there's a natural response and a supernatural response. And when they're walking in the natural and living in the natural, some crazy mess will come out of their mouth. You hear me, yes or no? Amen? Come on. We were better off without you. Crazy. That's not true. Were they being tortured, mistreated, treated like dogs in Egypt? Yes or no? Of course they were. Of course they were. Okay? They're not thinking straight. So, what have we learned so far? Are you all right or not? Had a lady last week. I don't know if she's here today. That happens a lot. They hear me once. That's it. <laughs> not really. But it must be true. <laughs> but no, she said to me, she'd been here a couple of times, and she said to me, you know, I was a little hard to take the first time. And then I, she had problems with me because I, I interrupted Rachel when she was giving announcements. Are you here today? Are you here today? The one I spoke to. That was funny. 
I'm not, I'm, she just thought that was odd that I'm interrupting. I'm just, I'm not really interrupting. I'm just having a good time, okay? I'm a little different. I know that, okay? A little different, a little different, okay? That's the way I talk. So if you're here today going, he's weird, he's different, well, hang in here. Come on, here we go. <laughs> so far, what have we learned? Okay? We're talking about Mo's miracle. We're talking about what do you do when you're between a rock and a hard place? What do you do when you need a miracle? We're not talking little lay-me-down-to-sleep stuff, guys. We're talking about rough stuff here. What do you do? Well, you got the natural. And we saw that. That was nothing new that those folks said. Was that anything new? Yes or no? You could have done that, couldn't you? You could have got scared. You could have cried, oh, God, help me. Anybody do that. You could have blamed somebody, right? Who, that don't take much energy, does it? Yes or no? So that's number one. There's the natural response. Now, say that with me. Number two, only two. There's only natural and supernatural. Say the second one. A what? Supernatural response. And I'm sort of weird, too. I'm not weird. I just try to think I'm just like, try to be sort of normal like the world out there. I think when you talk miracles out there to the world, it is really spooky, man. Some people say crazy things about miracles. I believe in miracles. I do not believe a lot of things people tell me. Especially when they're trying to get my money. You understand? It's funny how that goes hand in hand. But I believe in miracles. But what we're about to tell you is not wild-eyed or beyond the possibility for you to respond this way. And that's what I think God, God is like that. He made us. He knows us. He wants us to be real. He wants us to, to be, you know, meet Him where we are. And He'll work in our life. And we're going to see that. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. What do you do when you're between a rock and a hard place? In my case, what do you do when you get the word that your mom has been murdered? Not trying to make myself an example. I've just had some mess. You've had stuff. Fear ye not. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord, which He will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you'll see them no more forever. Wow, man. Boy, Moses is becoming a leader, ain't he? Say, is this the same rascal? Say, I can't talk, I can't do it, I can't do anything. Send somebody else. This is nuts, ain't it? This ain't Moses talking, is it? Yes or no? Don't even sound like the same joker. What? Fear ye not. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord, which He'll show you today for the Egyptians whom you have seen today. You shall see them again no more. The Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. Wow, we're talking about now. I'm going to tell you something right now. Them first responses, I can do. Blame, holler, ah, help, fear, 
I don't need no help on that one. This is going to take some leadership. Let's go take some effort. Amen? Say, let's, let's break it down. So what did he say in plain English? Here's what he said. And this is God. Now, this is Moses, the leader. But this is God picking the man he wanted to pick who's the leader. He's working through this man. Supernatural response number one. Say it with me. Do not. That is so against the natural. When this has happened, when somebody you have built your life around, your family, they walk out on you. Not to fear. Are you kidding me? That's the first thing I'm going to do. When somebody you love has died, they're gone. You still got, you're still living. You still got to make it, but you're scared. Listen, number one, do not fear. Number two, say it with me. Do stand still. Over the years of my counseling that I've seen, one of the worst things, that's not always this case, but a lot of times the worst thing you can do when you're facing trouble is run. Is run. Or move, as if you move, and you move, and you move, and all oh, the trouble's way back there. The trouble was right here all the time. You just took it with you. A lot of times running or moving is not the best decision. Not when your back's against the wall. Not when you need a miracle. Do stand still. Number three. Say it with me. Do see the salvation of the Lord. Now these are supernatural responses. These are not normal. For us to not fear, that's not normal. For us to not run, <laughs> that's not normal. Number three, to see God fight instead of me fighting, I know I can't. There is nothing in my power I can do. The Lord is going to have to fight for me. That is a supernatural response. Have I lost you or is this not that complicated? To me, it's not that complicated. So far, are we doing okay, yes or no? Okay, you seem to be interested. <laughs> Number four. Say it real loud. I have a hard time with it. Here we go. Number four. Do be You get in trouble? You're facing a hard time? You want to tell everybody about it? Then you embellish it, make it worse than it even was. People get to seeing you coming, shut the door on you. They see you come in a restaurant, they go to the bathroom. <laughs> listen, we don't want to, listen. Shh, hush. That's not normal, is it? That's not a natural response for most of us. Let's look at it. What are you going to do when you can do nothing? What are you going to do when you can do nothing? That's the whole talk today. Do this. Do this. Do not fear. Do stand still. Do see the salvation of the Lord. And do be quiet. Those are not that hard to write down, are they? Come on, get them in your head. There's just four of them. The natural, you don't need to write down because you're good at them. Okay? 
the supernatural, we need to know them. So Moses' miracle, that's what we're talking about. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Isn't that what you want in your life? You want to stay in that pit? You want to stay behind that eight ball? You want to stay there surrounded with the pickles in the pickle jar? Is that what you want? You want to stay there with the butt and the sling, whatever that means? You want to stay there? Or do you want to go forward? Speak! That they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod. Stretch out thy hand over the sea. Divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, that they shall follow them. Here's that unusual line again. And I will get me honor. Are you kidding me? God is not the author of sin at all. He's holy, holy, holy. When it comes to sin, he can't, can't, can't. Amen? But all things do work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. He can take the bad that we do or the bad that's done to us. When we submit to him and we get out of the natural and get over into the supernatural, which is not cuckoo land. Those four things ain't kooky, guys. He can work. Why? Because he wants to get him some honor. It never was about you. You know why God likes to act supernaturally? Because He loves getting glory. And He certainly loves us to have a testimony that we can give Him glory and praise. Amen? So, I'll harden the hearts. I'm going to get me some honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, upon his chariots, upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. He's got a lot of things he's got going on here. God's, God's sending some messages. When I have gotten me what? Honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp. This is God working and the camp of Israel. It was a cloud and a darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. So God's working. I know it's a crazy story. True story. It's our story. You ever wondered how you made it through another night? You ever wonder when you didn't have you didn't have anything you couldn't make ends meet, but somehow God He was there. Things are happening. I can't understand it. You ever wanted to kill yourself but you didn't? That's tough, ain't it? God, He's doing something. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And He made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the middle of the sea upon dry ground. Trust me, these jokers wouldn't have done that if, it had, if they hadn't been back against the wall and the Egyptians right there. Okay? They didn't have any option. All they can do is go forward. 
And so they went into the middle of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left hand. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all of Pharaoh's horses and his chariots and his horsemen. And it came to pass. Say that with me. And it came to... Isn't that a nice line? When you're facing trouble, isn't that a, won't you, don't you want to hear that one day? And it came to pass. And it came to pass that in the morning, watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud, and He troubled the host of the Egyptians. God's working. And He took off their chariot wheels, the driving. And their wheels are coming off. They drave them so hard and so heavy with, oh, I guess, the muck and the mess. And who knows? They're coming off. Wouldn't it be nice to see the wheels come off of whatever you're facing? Amen? Yes or no? Whatever's been haunting you and hounding you to be free, wouldn't that be nice? Well, a natural response ain't going to get it done. So the Egyptians said... Let us flee from the face of Israel. Oh, say this with me. This is the Egyptians talking. For the Lord fights for them. Isn't that what you want? Yes or no? Don't you want, don't you want the devil to know and whoever else is on your tail? Don't you want them to know that, that the Lord's fighting for you? This is beautiful. I love this. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came in unto the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. Wouldn't you like to get there in your life? For whatever it is you're facing is so far gone you can't even remember it. Amen. Say, not one of them. I feel like when I read this, I'm reading my life story. God has blessed me. How many would say that as, I, as you read this, Pastor? I mean, I'm thinking about my own life, you. And it sort of sounds like what God's done in my life. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Keep looking. We've got to quit. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great work. Say great work. Who did it? The Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord, and they believed the Lord, and they believed His servant. They feared the Lord, they believed the Lord, and they feared this great leader, Moses. And fear means respected. They looked up to him. Beautiful. What can we learn? What are you going to do when you can do nothing? I don't think I have to preach it too much. Did we hear it or not? Let's just get it down to where we live. See how we can do. So often, we panic. We panic 
It's natural. I'm panicking. Oh no, I can't believe this happened. When I went through the crisis of my marriage years ago, being left destroyed me. I went home to see my family. I was never going to say this today. If I say stuff, don't think it's planned, okay? I go home to see my family, and I'm going to tell them one by one what's happened. Because I'm their little brother. They love me. I'm the preacher. You know, I'm, I, They probably think, boy, I've had this lily white marriage in life, and here I am now left and alone. So I go see my sister Ann. She's like my mama. And I'm sitting there, and I'm hurting, and I'm, she don't know why I'm there. She just knows I'm coming to see her from, from Florida. I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to set it up to not cause her great pain. I tell her what happened to me, how that I've been left. I'm crying, and she starts laughing. <laughs> I'm panicking. She's laughing. And she's laughing because she said, Man, I thought you had cancer or something. <laughs> she said, You're going to be fine. <laughs> Isn't it funny how, unless you're in it, when you're in it, you're panicking. When somebody ain't in it, they're laughing because they can see things we can't see. It's normal to panic. She's crazy. When someone's telling you their heart's broken, don't laugh at them. <laughs> Rule one, okay? <laughs> Number two, we take matters into our own hands. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to do this. You know, don't we? I'm going to go shoot up drugs, alcohol, wild women. That's going to make it better. I don't think so. Amen. This is what we do. We strike back at the wrong enemy. You ever done that? Been messed up and you struck back at the wrong enemy? We turn our anger toward God. Why did you let this happen to me? You didn't have, you did this. We don't say it like that, but that's exactly how he's hearing it. This is normal, natural response. It's not right. We give up and sell out to the devil. You hear something. You hear stories all the time. People aren't serving God anymore. And if you dial it back and try to figure it out, it's because something went wrong in their life. And that's where they started blaming God. And now they blame the church and blame everybody. This is, this, is, this is normal, natural response. Listen to Moses. Let's look at it again. Do not fear. Do stand still. Do see the salvation of the Lord. Amen? If I'm going to get through it, he's going to have to what? He's going to have to do it, baby. Come on. Come on. Look at it. Don't fear. Don't fear. You can make this. You can do this, okay? You can do this. Believe the Lord. Stand still instead of running. How about just stay there? How about just deal with it? You might wonder why I call Inglewood my town. 
If you look back at any of my messages until that great pain happened in my life about six years ago, you won't hear me saying Inglewood is my town. It happened after that. I started saying Inglewood is my town. You know why I kept saying that? To make myself accountable to this town so I wouldn't run. So I wouldn't leave you. Because I wanted to. Because I'm only natural and human. Yes or no? This is good stuff, Moses said. Do see the salvation of the Lord. It's a beautiful thing when you can see God fight for you. It ain't like you'd have it. It ain't like you'd plan it. But boy, you can get through it and on the other side and you can go, wow, did he ever fight for me? Look at what God did. You can't take none of the credit, right? Say, because when you're down like this, you know it, won't you? And the last one is do be quiet. Do be quiet. Just hush up. Quit blaming other people and quit blaming God. Can't quit blaming yourself. Okay, got to get through this. Mo's miracle. What will this supernatural response do for me? What will it do for me? Number one, it very well may the may, excuse me. It very well may be the thing that will help break some lifetime habit of sin in your life. Hmm. God's going to work on you in your brokenness, and you might get victory over the situation you're facing but it might be even something else in your life that's had a hold on you that God is going to work and He's going to help you break through something that you, you could have never dreamed of that you and Him could do together. Did I lose you on that? People generally don't just give, up, get, people generally don't just give something up without being driven there. That's why I think parents make a horrible mistake when they're always bailing their children out. It's hard not to. But you're always there. You're always giving. It's always somebody else's fault. It's not their fault. Oh, it's her fault. The woman she's, he's married, it's this and that. And they never, ever, 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 ever get to that place where they're going to break that habit. You hear me? It's not easy. It's horrible. Had a lady call me the other day from California. Are you here, ma'am? You lost your son. If you did, I'm sorry. If you're watching online. But she called me. Been helping for years. And then finally she had to practice tough love. It's hard. And she felt guilty. Guilty. But she was doing the right thing. And this son ended up taking his life. And now she's feeling guilty, guilty, guilty. It's just, we have an enemy, the devil, yes or no? And I tried to encourage her. She's a good woman. She loves. She prays. She helps. She did. Okay? We have to come to that place so often that we can break this bondage that we're in. And we need a miracle. And God's going to do this in our life if we do what Moses said and what God says. What will this supernatural response do for me? Most likely, when you are pinned down to the floor, you will what? It's going to change your life, like mine did for me. 
Out of my pain, I learned something that I teach you every Sunday. I matter and I have value. I never said that. Go back and listen to my messages. I never said, you matter, you have value. You matter, you have value. God taught me that in my pain. Gary, you don't need anybody but me. You matter to me. No matter who turns on you. I love you. You matter to me and you have value. You hear me? I learned something because I had to look up. And he taught me that. What will this supernatural response do for me? You will learn that if the Lord's going to get the glory, then he's got to do the fighting. If he's going to get the glory, he's got to do the fighting. We're talking about when you can't do nothing. Boy, the Lord loves to get him some honor. He loves to get hit. You're a prime candidate if you're in a bad, bad, bad situation. You're, in a, you're a prime candidate for God showing up in your life. So I'm going to encourage you, get out of the natural and move over here into the supernatural and see if God's not going to work on your behalf. Amen? He wants to get glory in your situation. Number four, you will know that only God can open and close the Red Sea experiences in your life. When you're faced with a situation like this and you take the supernatural journey and you see God do it and you see Him fight, you're going to learn something. And it's something, I ain't there yet, guys, but it's something I've learned. I have learned it. That God can open Red Seas. He can do it. Look at me and Kim now. Some of you don't know me that well. You haven't been around me that long. But for me to get married again, hardest thing I ever did in my life. To adopt two little girls at my age. Are you kidding me? But to start over. The other night I went to Wendy's with the kids. i got to quit now, Raj. I'll quit after this. That's okay, buddy. We'll just quit. I went to Wendy's the other night after a long day. We pick up the girls from school. I'm 55 almost, okay? I pick the kids up from school. We get them in the truck. Let's go to Wendy's. I just thought we'd take them to Wendy's. I hadn't had some time with them going out to eat. So I went out to eat with them. Of course, they're, you know, they're kids. They're fussing, whatever. And, you know, we go to Wendy's. I'm wore out. I wanted to go to bed before I ever went to pick them up at school. You know, I'm wore out, man. It's late school, like 5.30 when we pick them up or something, like 6 o'clock. So the point is... I get home later that night, and I just think, I am a lunatic. Look at me, picking up a six-year-old and eight-year-old going to Wendy's, sitting there eating, you know, fussing with me, you know, and to get on to them. That's the way I'm feeling. But then the Lord came into my life in that moment. He gave me a picture of where I was. Several years ago, I didn't have them little happy lives in my life. I wasn't eating them little French fries. I didn't eat them the other night anyway. But the point is, is that because of them, I'm getting to act like a kid again. That's a good thing, guys. And had a little shoulder problem 
little arm problem. And here's the other I had a back situation too the other night. And I took him out to eat. And here's this beautiful woman in my life. Just I'm sitting in the chair. Not her. I'm the one sitting down. Waiting at the restaurant. Usually it's the woman that sits down. The man stands up. But I'm the one sitting down because my back hurts. My arm's hurting. And here's Kim rubbing my back. Touching me. And I got to see the Lord work in my life. Did I lose you on all that soap opera stuff? Yeah, you see, praise, praise the Lord. I'm just trying to talk to you, okay? Pain! You can live again. You can laugh again. You can have people in your life again. You might not be there right now, but come on. So what are you going to do when you can do nothing? What are you going to do when you do nothing? Say it real loud. Hotter. Here we go. I will not fear. I will stand still. I will see the salvation of the Lord. Say the last one. And I will be. Let's praise the Lord for His Word. We've got to quit. Why? <laughs> Amen. We've got to go. It's all going.